You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at thesoonerswire.com. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts available on the Odyssey app, the Google Play Store, and the Apple Podcast Store, available also in Spotify as well. But hey, make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast with our guy, Josh Neighbors, host the daily show over there as well. Fantastic work covering all of the Big 12 action. And every Thursday, we produce our Locked On Roundtable uh, for the Big 12 schools, featuring myself, Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs, and uh, Linda Godfrey from Locked On Pokes. So make sure you check that out as well. But hey, it's been a, a slow week here at Locked On Sooners. My apologies for that. I want to definitely make sure you understand that I'm here. I'm definitely going to be recording this podcast a little more, more consistently. My apologies for not putting up Monday and Tuesday shows. Uh, it's it, for, for those of you who are new to the show and, and haven't been listening, my, my full-time job is as a nurse. Uh, obviously, in these times, um, you know, things are a little bit more challenging, a little bit more difficult. Um, and I think a lot of that stress kind of got to me this, this week and I've been a little bit more tired and a little bit more exhausted and, and struggled to kind of keep up with the podcast and some of my writing duties as well. And so my apologies to you and, uh, definitely going to get more consistent as the, sh- you know, as the season goes along and, and I'll be here the five days a week that, that you expect me to be here. Cause I love doing this and I love talking Sooners football with you and for you. And we have a lot of fun things to talk about with this Oklahoma Sooners team, not all good fun things, but a lot of things for sure to talk about and coming soon, we'll be jumping on YouTube. So you'll be able to interact and, and uh, enjoy seeing who the person is on the other side of the microphone. So let's talk a little bit about Nebraska. I don't want to spend too much time on Nebraska because that was, you know, that's last week, but I do want to highlight a few things that really stood out about this team. First of all, the running game. I feel like the Oklahoma Sooners got their running game going. This is a team that, yes, they're a passing team. They want to throw the football. They want to be efficient and successful, hitting some big plays. But in Lincoln Riley's time as offensive coordinator and as head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners, this is a team that has wanted to run the football. And they've been good at it. You go back to Samaji Piran, Joe Mixon, Rodney Anderson. This has been a team that's been really, really good at running the football. And when they've been at their best offensively, it's because they've had really, really strong run games. Look at last year. The offense was pretty good, right? Through the first few games of the season, it took off when Ramondre Stevenson came back into the fold. They missed Kennedy Brooks last year, who opted out due to COVID. They were pretty good with TJ Pleasure, but they weren't good enough. You know, they had several situations against Iowa State in particular. We talked about it on last year's show where they just didn't have the, the red zone running game that they needed to be successful. Ramondre Stevenson comes back in the Texas Tech game. It completely changes that. You know, the first week against Tulane, Eric Gray struggles a little bit. Kennedy Brooks was pretty good in his first game back after opting out due to COVID. And then against Western Carolina, they're really, really good offensively in the run game, but the real big test for them was going to be Nebraska's defense. Nebraska's front seven is really, really good. They have, they have the big 12 or big 10 player of the week heading into this game and the Oklahoma run game powered by the offensive line did a fantastic job opening up holes for Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks. You know, not every run play went for a positive yardage, but they were able to, you know, churn out good yardage 
get positive gains, and then hit a few bigger runs. I think they had something like five runs of 10 or more yards on the day, four for 15 or more. And so that's huge. And if you can get this Oklahoma running game going like they did on Saturday against Nebraska, they're going to be very tough to beat. And that's that's the key. You know, Spencer Rattler, you know, we'll talk about him in just a second. He's been a little bit underwhelming. But if the Oklahoma Sooners can get the running game going, that's going to be absolutely huge for them moving forward. The other thing I want to talk about, man, is this defensive front. They just continue to put pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Another fantastic week for the guys like Nick Bonito, Jalen Redmond, Perrion Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas, who were just after Adrian Martinez all game long. And big credit to Alex Grinch for his game plan. Use Nick Bonito as a spy in a lot of circumstances and even dropped him into coverage quite a bit as well. And Nick Bonito was just all over the field making plays. If he's not the best player in the Big 12, then I'm not sure who is. I know a lot of you know, a lot of people point to Bijan Robinson as potentially the best player in the Big 12 or maybe a Deuce Vaughn, but for my money, it's Nick Bonito. He's pound for pound, offensive, defensive. It doesn't matter. Nick Bonito is by far the best player in the Big 12. Just does everything at a very, very high level, at an elite level. He rushes the passer. He sets the edge in the run game, makes plays in the run game, makes plays in coverage does everything you want. I mean, he's going to be a guy that a three, four team that plays a three, four base in the NFL is going to love to have because of everything that he's capable of doing for a defense. So big shout out to Nick Bonito, who was probably the player of the game last week. Jalen Redmond also had another great game. I mean, that guy, he's, he's back, right? Like he is someone that we were really excited about coming back after his COVID opt-out. And he just had a tremendous game, led the Sooners in, in pressures, one more than Nick Bonito, had a sack and a half, had a half a tackle for loss, uh, just a monster. I mean, he even won one off the edge where he beat the, the left tackle so clean, just like a, with a quick, you know, up and under swim that was just, it was so clean. I mean, he looked like he was like a 250 pound edge rusher, not a 290 defensive tackle. It was, it was sweet. I mean, that's one of those things you show your kids on the highlight reel because it was just clean, especially your edge rushers, uh, just great hand placement and then good burst and quickness to get off the edge and then, and get to Adrian Martinez for the sack. That was the play that set up that big fourth and long that led to DJ Graham's interception. And we got to, we got to talk about DJ Graham's interception. I mean, that one broke the internet on Saturday. It was phenomenal. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those, like, you looked up and you saw it happen and you're like, no way, there's no way he came down with that play. And he did. I mean, it, it was as good as any one-handed catch I've ever seen. And that includes like the Odell Beckham Jr. catch, which happened in a loss for the New York Giants. Sorry, as a Cowboys fan, I got to bring that up every single time. But this DJ Graham play, yes, maybe he should have knocked it down if we're going to be nitpicky about things like that. But we're not going to do that. We're just going to enjoy a great football play for what it was because you can't, like Alex Grinch said it, it's like, you can't have it both ways. You can't preach to kids to go get turnovers, go get the ball, go get the ball, go get the ball. And then when he has an opportunity to get the ball, like, nah, you should have knocked it down. No, that's like double talk. You don't want that from your, your coaches. You don't want your kids confused about what their responsibility, their role is. You want them to go get the football. And it was a huge play. And yeah, it, it affected the field position situation, but who cares? Like that's one of those things that not only did it help Oklahoma in this game, but it helped Oklahoma get tons of activity in the social media world, tons of fan reaction, not just from Oklahoma fans, but all over the football world. Like people were blowing this thing up all afternoon on Saturday. And that's a good thing for Oklahoma. You know why? Because it gets their team in front of more people, which gets their team in front of more recruits. 
And when you have a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. that's responding to a DJ Graham mention about this interception, that's huge for your program. I mean, that's that's like wearing the Michael Jordan you know, logo on your jersey. That's huge. I, every bit of positive public publicity is good for your program. And so while it may have you know, affected field position, it's a highlight reel play that'll show up in Oklahoma, you know, uh, hype videos for years to come, because that's just one of those once in a lifetime kind of, or once a season kind of plays, you know, it's like the CD lamb catch, even though it was an incomplete pass, that one where he just like leaps up on the sideline and brings it down one handed. It, uh, it was a fantastic play. Um, you know, the CD lamb run against Texas, where he like goes through five or six different Texas defenders to score a touchdown. It's, it's on that same level. So, you know, kudos to DJ Graham. And, and, and I think they're going to need him to have that same level of confidence as they get in the big 12 play. It's looking possible that Woody Washington is going to be unavailable for this week as well. And they need DJ Graham to step up and be that lead cornerback for this group. Because again, against Nebraska, they kind of struggled in coverage a little bit. Now, some of that's due to the fact that Adrian Martinez holds the ball as long as any quarterback in the country buys time, makes plays, and you can only cover for so long if you're a corner. They're not going to have to do that as much against the guy like Jared Dagey, against you know some of the other maybe less mobile quarterbacks in the Big 12, but against you know against guys who are mobile and can make plays outside the pocket. You know they're going to have to figure out a way to to play better coverage in the secondary. And so, a lot to like about that Nebraska win. Yes, I know it was a close win. They need more style points. This is a team that. Most of the country is looking forward to losing uh, just so they can say, nah, of course they're the Oklahoma lost. They're not a, they're not a playoff contender. They shouldn't have ever been hyped up to begin with. You know, you, you know that most of the country is just waiting for that to happen. Right. I, I can feel it. I can feel teams, you know, schools just waiting to say, ah, they're same old Oklahoma again. Uh, but you know, yeah, you'd want them to win every game by 20, 30 points, but that's just not the reality of it every single week. But we're going to talk a, a little bit about, uh, kind of what's happening with some power rankings, what's happening to Spencer Rattler. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about who I thought stood out and who I think is going to be a key for this week's game against West Virginia. But first, let me talk to you about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. They've got everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save? They got the same prices for the do it yourselfer as well as the professional mechanic. It doesn't matter. You can go to rockauto.com right now, use their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I also got to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar's got this limited time flavor right now, the cookie dough chunk. Okay, so I've tried this thing. It is phenomenal. If you had that brownie, a coconut brownie chunk that was big in the spring, you'll definitely want to try this cookie dough chunk. It is great. I gave one to my wife and she loved it. What made me order another box of 18, uh, even though I've got some built bar still on the fridge that I haven't gone through yet. She's like, no, you got to get this because it's limited time. You're going to, we're going to need some more of this. It's just fantastic. And not only that, the built bar comes in great flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite until this cookie dough chunk 
they're great for you. 17 or 18 grams of protein, four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. So go to bet. Sorry. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. All right. So let's talk about Spencer Rattler. So Spencer Rattler didn't have a great game on Saturday. We know that, right? You've watched the game. You've read the stories. You've watched the highlights again. You might have even gone back and watched the broadcast view again, just to see exactly what's going on with Spencer Rattler. Here's, here's one theory I have about what's going on with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler has gotten a, so risk averse. And I know he, he made one throw into double coverage again in the first quarter against Nebraska that was nearly intercepted. I think like when he sees those plays happen, he gets so concerned of making a mistake that it can lead him to holding onto the ball for a little bit too long, not progressing through his reads as quickly as he should and not making decisions as fast as he should because he gets to hold onto the ball a little bit too long. I think this week it was a 2.99 seconds, which anything over two and a half is too long. You got to get the ball out in two and a half seconds. Otherwise you're going to be under pressure and potentially taking a sack or throwing the ball under pressure, which could lead to a turnover. So one of my things is that Spencer Rattler needs to get the ball out on time. Lincoln Riley needs to figure out a way to get Spencer Rattler into a rhythm, into a, in a quick passing game early in the game. Like they need to go back to some of that similar, like spread, air raid style stuff where he's in four and five wide receiver sets and he's hitting slants and outs and, you know, quick little wide receiver screens to get him into a rhythm, help him make decisions quicker and get the ball out of his hands. Cause the longer he holds the ball, I think the worse his decision-making gets because he, he tries to force things that aren't there. We know he's got a talent. We know that he's a capable player. We know he's got all the skill set, but sometimes he allows the skills he, he kind of rests on his skills a little bit too much. You know, he's great at throwing off platform, similar to a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Now I'm not going to at all compare Spencer Rattler to Patrick Mahomes because where Pat Mahomes was at this point in his collegiate career, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, like easily. Like he, he was the guy that like he carried that Texas tech team. We're not seeing Spencer Rattler do that right now, but he's got some of the, some of the similar skill set. So Spencer Rattler, I think when he holds the ball too long, he ends up resting on the fact that he can throw it off platform. Like he can make throws at different angles. Doesn't have to have his feet set all the time, but I think that betrays him a little bit because he knows that he can throw it without having his feet set without stepping into his throws. He doesn't always do it. Now you look back to like Landry Jones back in there, you know, a decade ago, Landry Jones was a great quarterback set all kinds of records at Oklahoma. The thing that got him in trouble is when he started backpedaling and throwing off his back foot or, you know, throwing, um, not, not stepping into his throws because he was under pressure. I think the same thing's happening with, with, with Rattler when he's not stepping fully into his throws, he ends up lofting it. Accuracy's not there. And it, it leads to more contested catches than it should. He's not able to lead his wide receivers out into routes and get more yards after the catch. Uh, I think that's some of it. I think the other part of it is that the wide receivers aren't creating a ton of separation right now. And I don't know if it's a, a, a factor of Marvin Mims playing more in the slot versus playing on the outside, or if it's, you know, Jaden Hazelwood is more of a, a physical receiver. doesn't have the same like quickness or agility to create yards of separation. And so Spencer Rattler's having to throw more into coverage or if he's just not processing it well, you know, Nebraska used a lot of zone blitzing. 
that too high safety look took away the, a lot of the deep stuff. And so Spencer Rattler's having to throw to the short and intermediate, which he's been effective at, but he's not, he's just not making decisions as quick as he needs to. And again, that's not completely on him. There's a lot of things that go into that, but he needs to trust his, his mechanics, trust his technique, get the ball out fast. And what I do think he's doing a good job of is taking what's there. He's not forcing things all the time. Now, sometimes he is, but he's not like forcing the downfield throws every single time. You know, if they're going to play too high safety looks or too safety deep and take away the deep ball, then Spencer Rattler just needs to trust like, Hey, I'm going to just eat every, you know, underneath. That's what he did in, in the two lane game at times, right? Is that he just, you know, they threw bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen. You play those two high safeties. Fine. Well, you're not going to, you're going to be like 15 yards away from my bubble screen on the outside. So I'm just going to keep throwing these until you come up and start trying to play a guy in the box because that's what, that's, what's going to help us win the game. And so, you know, teams might try to do that. Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler need to figure out, okay, how do we counter that? How do we just take what they're going to give us? If they're going to make us play underneath. All right. We'll run the ball with Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, who've been playing fantastic. Offensive line has been doing great. Forgot to mention Andrew rain, who took over in the second quarter against Nebraska and, and immediately opened up a hole for uh, Kennedy Brooks. If they're going to play two high safeties, then we're going to just run the ball. We're going to throw those bubble screens to get away from the interior pressure. And we're going to make you eventually walk somebody down in the box. And then when you do that, we're going to take a shot with a Mario Williams or a Marvin Mims. And so, you know, Oklahoma, yes, they want to dictate the offense a little bit because they're one of the best teams in the country. Despite what everybody's saying, they're still one of the best teams in the country. Oklahoma just needs to kind of play the game a little bit, just set it up, set it up, set it up. And then when they walk somebody down to the box, you throw that fake bubble screen and go. You throw that, uh, you know, the, the running back wheel route down the sideline to an Eric Gray, you know, and beat the guy downfield. You know, so there, there are some good things to like about this Oklahoma offense still, even though they're not putting up a ton of points. I think, you know, they just got caught in a game where Nebraska was fired up to play. You know, that Nebraska team came ready to play. They were aggressive. They were physical. And, you know, Oklahoma matched them, obviously, because they won the game. But it was going to be one of those games that was going to be a hard-fought game. And so I still think Spencer Rattler can be one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I still think the Oklahoma Sooners can be one of the best teams in college football. I think they just haven't put it all together just yet. And now, thankfully, we've got a defense that's capable of taking over a game or a running game that's capable of leading the offense when the passing game's not working to its max uh, capacity. So they've got you know nine more games in the Big 12, right? They get to play nine more teams. And if they're able to go undefeated in all nine games, they'll get the Big 12 championship game and then the, hopefully the college football playoff. If they're able to, you know, to roll through this undefeated, there's no reason they won't be in the college football playoff. And hopefully they'll have figured some things out by then. So coming up next, let's talk about where they fell in the latest uh, rankings and uh, just start to talk about West Virginia a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up here on Locked On Sooners. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that works for up to seven days and provides you the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's the number one seller on Amazon and currently has over 13,000 reviews. Manufactured right here in the USA, you get to wear what you want 
and it's your little secret to confidence. This is a must have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's for a big presentation or a hot date. If you suffer from excessive sweating, check out Sweat Block. It is a stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. You go to bed the next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out SweatBlock. So get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Again, sweatblock.com, use promo code locked on to get 20% off. And I also got to talk to you about Bet Online. Football season is back and it's better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams get ready and are in another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You put $100 in, BetOnline will give you $100 to play with as well. Let's double your initial deposit just for signing up, and don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer available for the 2021 season. That's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so in the USA Today, AFCA college football, or sorry, coaches poll, the Oklahoma Sooners stayed at number three. But Oregon gained on them a little bit in the points. Not surprising. I, you know, I don't expect Oklahoma to rise unless a team like Georgia or Alabama loses to a team that they shouldn't lose to, or uh, you know, loses in an upset. But the fact that Oregon is kind of gaining on gaining on them a little bit now. Oregon had a huge win over Ohio State not this past weekend, but the weekend before, and so Oregon should be gaining on them, right? Uh, so in the in the AP poll, the AP Top Twenty Five, the Oklahoma Sooners dropped from three to four. And yeah, it's, you know, it, it's what it is, right? It's the rankings. What you want Oklahoma to be able to do, you don't want to be number four. You don't want to play Alabama in the first round. If you're going to help it. I mean, it is what it is if you have to play Alabama. But also, I mean, I guess if you play Alabama and you beat them, it shuts up all the, the noise about how Oklahoma can't win in the college football playoff, how Oklahoma won't be able to hang in the SEC. And so I guess it's just play whatever matchup comes to you. But Oklahoma's got to figure out a way to change the national narrative on who they are as a school and who they are as a football team, because this is a team that has the talent on defense, especially now they've got some injuries in the secondary that they're dealing with. They've got some talent along the offensive line and in the running game. They've got a quarterback that's got some skill. If you can trust it, they're capable of playing with a lot of teams, but at some point they got to start showing like, Hey, we're capable of like running the table and winning by 10, 15, 20 points in these games, as opposed to playing your FBS schedule to a win, a six point or five point win over Tulane and a six, seven point win over Nebraska. At some point, they got to start showing that, yeah, we're an elite football team. You know, Spencer Rattler, he's kind of fallen down in some NFL draft rankings, some quarterback power rankings. You know, the Sooners have dropped back in some power rankings. I kind of documented some of that over at uh, the Sooners Wire uh, as I did a power rankings roundup. You know, some you know, rankers have them at six, some, you know, dropped them down to eight. Uh, some places had them still at three pro football focus continues to love the Sooners. Uh, so if you're, if you're looking for some positive news on the Sooners, go check out pro football focus. Also, they're a big fan of Nick Bonito. He always ends up scoring well and grading well uh, in their player grades, but you know, it, it comes down to this, right? If Oklahoma wins every game between here and the big 12 championship, in the second weekend of December, it's not going to matter 
what the score is, right? If they're undefeated at the end of the season, every single game could be a one score game. The fact remains that they're undefeated team. They'll be at that point, 12 and 0. And well, if they win the big 12 championship, they'll be 13 and 0 and they'll be a shoo-in for the college football playoff. That's it. If you're Oklahoma and you win all your games, you're going you're going to the college football playoff. It doesn't matter if Notre Dame's good. It doesn't matter if there's a Pac-12 team that is undefeated. If you're Oklahoma and you win all your games, the college football playoff is going to invite you. One, because you're Oklahoma, you're one of the biggest brands in college football. Two, you've got storylines out the wazoo with matchups against Alabama or Georgia that you know, you've played both of those teams in recent history, whether it was in the college football playoff or just in a bowl game. Three, you travel well. So you will be at a game, both the college football playoff semifinal and the, the championship game. So Oklahoma, even if they have you know, close wins in every single game the rest of the way, less than a touchdown win, you're going to be in the college football playoff. I don't doubt that. All right, so looking at West Virginia, this week's player to watch on the West Virginia team, Dante Stills. He's a preseason All-American at defensive tackle for the West Virginia Mountaineers. Man, go back and watch this Virginia Tech game. Dude is a monster in the middle. It's going to take two guys to, to block him almost every single play. They're going to try and use get him freed up from double, double, uh, double teams. It's going to be a big game for Andrew Rame, Chris Murray, and Marquise Hayes. Look for Dante Stills in that one. I think number 55. So make sure you go check him out. West Virginia is going to be a tough matchup. they got a really talented defense. Now, a lot of it's going to be, can they limit Jared Deggie's impact on the game? He's okay quarterback, not a great one. Uh, can they limit Letty Brown in the running game? That's going to be a huge question as well. Letty Brown started the Virginia Tech game off of the ADR touchdown run. Has a little bit of Deuce Vaughn to him. So, can the Oklahoma Sooners contain them in the run game? If they can, it's going to be a long day for the West Virginia offense. Now, Oklahoma, they're going to have a tough matchup on offense against the West Virginia defense, but it'll be fun to see how that one plays out. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Sooners podcast. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show, subscribing to the show. Again, my apologies for not having shows out earlier this week. Thank you so much for sticking with it and being here, listening every day like you do. We're available for free on the Odyssey app, Google, Spotify, and the Apple podcast channel as well. Coming soon, we'll be jumping on YouTube. So I look forward to you all subscribing and liking the show over there. Look forward to interacting with your comments as well. But until tomorrow, getting you ready for the West Virginia game on tomorrow's episode. I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.